Devontae Parker traded to the Patriots. What does that mean for Mac Jones and the rest of the receivers? And could Desmond Ritter be the best quarterback in this class? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into our show, everybody. We've got a loaded and jam packed segment here today on the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Lockdown Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button anywhere you're listening to your fantasy football podcast because you're going to want to bring us along. We're building the ultimate dynasty fantasy league. We're going to get you a dynasty championship, but only if you follow along, maybe leave us some of those five-star reviews. I don't know. What do you think, Marcus? Uh, yeah, I think so. We uh, we are actually playing in our first ever Dynasty League together. We're on the same team. Uh, going against our arch enemy, Ryan McDowell. Uh, we'll have to start <laughs> tweeting out some uh, some interesting picks from this league, to, to say the least, right? One yesterday that completely shocked me, certain quarterback from Liberty went uh, a little higher than I thought. But uh, enough about that league. Let's talk about the actual NFL and some things that happened over the weekend. Okay, Devontae Parker. Traded to the New England Patriots. Not all that surprising considering that the the, the Dolphins, you know, signed or they traded for Tyree Kill. They signed Cedric Wilson. Were you surprised that it was the Patriots, though, that they traded him to? Uh, I mean, the fact that they're chain they're they're trading within their own division definitely uh, definitely sets off some alarm bells, I think, for me. Sure. I always hate to see those interdivisional trades because um, you know what that usually means? Uh, they think they're getting, um, the, the teams usually think they're going to get one over on it. You're not going to donate a, uh, player that you think is going to help come back to beat you twice a year to an opposing team, but compensation, pretty interesting. A third round pick, uh, especially when you're looking back at like the Amari Cooper trade, and what the Cleveland you. Browns had to give up to get Amari Cooper. The fact that uh, Devontae Parker ended up being a, a third round pick worthy, that that's kind of surprising for me. Um, only has one season with more than a thousand receiving yards. And that same season, his only uh, season with more than 800 receiving yards. So we don't yeah. have a huge track record of production, but I mean, he immediately adds a veteran presence to that locker room. Um, you know, he, I think he's a solid wide receiver. What does this mean for Mac Jones? I mean, I think they needed this type of receiver. I mean, I'll, I'll just say this about Parker. I think he's immediately the best receiver on that Patriots team. Now I know the bar is pretty low, but I think Nelson Aguilar is a complimentary receiver. Kendrick Bourne is not a fantasy relevant player. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a, I don't know, adequate slot guy, but I think Parker gives them a legitimate wide receiver on the outside who can win the contested ball stuff. He can be your goal line receiver. I think this certainly helps Mac Jones. I don't see any way that it hurts it, but uh, for me, Kate, it's, 
I think this is the time to buy Devontae Parker right now on Dynasty League Football. Wide receiver 62. If you're getting the number one receiver on a team and maybe the number one passing option on a team, I think that's pretty good value at wide receiver 62. And it's not like he's old. I mean, he's a he's a fairly, uh, what is he, 28 years old probably? It's not like 29. he's 29. He is 29. Well, 29. If I can get solid production from him over the next couple of years, why not? I, I think he's definitely an intriguing option. Hasn't been necessarily perfectly healthy. Hasn't been totally available. He only has one season under his belt uh, as a a full complement of games back in 2019. And that was his season where he had his 1,200 receiving yards and nine touchdowns. So, I mean, that, you know, if he's on the field, uh, that's that's generally good news. Looking back to his fantasy relevance, uh, when we look at just his overall splits, and when he's been utilized, because I think that's definitely been a, a talking point too. He hasn't always been consistently utilized um, and necessarily gotten a wide receiver one target share. But in games where he's had five or more targets, um, he's averaging 14 PPR points per game, which I think you would take that sure. any day of the week. Do you think uh, five targets per game is a reasonable projection <laughs> for him as like the auto wide receiver one with this team. Yeah. And I, that feels low to me, honestly. Okay. I feel like six, seven feels way more realistic because they don't really have an outside receiver that they can rely on. And I think Mac Jones needs somebody that can, you know, help him on third and four, get seven yards. Right. Uh, I, I think Parker's going to be locked into a hundred plus targets this year. And I think that's why he's such a big value. And it's not like the Patriots didn't give up. It's not like they gave up a sixth or seventh round pick, and this is just a guy they're adding to the receiving core. Giving up a third round pick probably means that they view him as you know a guy that's going to really help the offense. So when they consider the contract they're paying him, the draft capital, and I just think he's the most talented receiver on the team. Yeah, I think this he's a buy right now. What are you willing to pay for Devontae Parker to get him on your roster? Now that's a better question. Ah. Uh... I feel like a second round pick in a rookie draft is probably too expensive, right? But a third rounder, I don't know if it's enough. So if I could do a third rounder plus some change, I think that probably makes sense. Yeah, maybe throw in a, you know, a low end wide receiver uh, that, you know, hasn't necessarily been a, a sustainable asset for your fantasy teams. Maybe add on one of those guys or maybe like a 2023 fifth rounder or something like well, just something to make it feel like the scales are a little bit um, even yeah, out there. I think that feels about fair, but I would start with the third. Yeah. Dynasty league football right now. That's actually what you're seeing. It's a lot of third round picks, a 2024, uh, 2024, third round pick, 2023, third round pick, 2022, third round pick. Uh, you're seeing him trade, but here's a second round pick in 2023. Uh, that's, basically the price point Tyler Boyd straight up for Devonte Parker since the news um it, that feels about right for me and if you just need wide receiver depth or you need somebody that's just going to get a bunch of targets especially in like a, a best ball league where you don't necessarily have to worry as much about the ebbs and flows of trying to figure out which weeks to start him and stuff I think I think he's a great guy to, to trade for a third round pick uh the Tyler Boyd for Devonte or Devonte Parker straight up 
That one's interesting for me because I'm thinking I, I really genuinely don't know which which side of that I would prefer. It's probably Devontae Parker. Yeah, which right? one has more Just upside? For me, it's Parker, right? Yeah, it's the upside, right? We kind of know what if Tyler If you Boyd were is. to know that the Bengals were going to move on from Tyler Boyd at some point in the next season or two, um, and he would get an opportunity maybe where he'd see more targets uh, and a bigger targets share without Jamar Chase, without T Higgins. Would that change your mind at all? No, I actually think that would make me feel a little worse about him because he's an older slot receiver that doesn't have a lot of speed. And as we saw, like in free agency this year, Kate, those guys just don't get paid very much, right? Like Juju Smith-Schuster didn't get paid a lot. Jarvis Landry's still sitting out in free agency right now. Like, those guys just don't typically age well. So I'm I I I don't even know if that one's close for me. Give me Devontae Parker. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll uh, roll with that. Now let's talk about Desmond Ritter and where he fits in with the uh the quarterback rankings, Kate. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about athletic greens. Now I've been on athletic greens for I think three or four weeks now, and I absolutely love it. It has a very mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning. So what is in this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1? You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals to help start your day off, right? It costs you less than $3 a day, and that's cheaper than your cold brew coffee that you get in the morning at Tim Hortons or Starbucks. And in fact, it's cheaper than just going out and buying all of the vitamins and supplements yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu cold season. It's just one scoop of water or one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements uh, to start looking after for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D in five free travel packs with your first first purchase. Excuse me. My wife actually takes the – travel packs with her to work she really likes them all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nfl network again that is athleticgreens.com slash nfl network to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance up also want to tell you guys about bet online bet online is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info find all the latest sports developments including this week's master championship odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season, Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm betting on Tiger this week just because it's going to be fun. Uh, Kate, Desmond Ritter, quarterback from Cincinnati. Some people really like Ritter. I've seen a couple people have him as their quarterback one. Some people don't, and they have him as quarterback six, seven. I even saw one major publication put him at quarterback nine. What do you think Oof. about Desmond Ritter? I really like Desmond Ritter, um, and I, I quarterback nine. Uh, you're going to have to out whoever, uh, whomstever did this. I will not do that because I really respect this person's work. So I'm not going to do that. Oh, man, I I love. Some, I'll tell you after I love, the show. I love some good spilling of tea, but that's fine. That's fine. I guess, uh, you know, all that good respect and stuff. But quarterback nine? I know. Come on. Know. Desmond Ritter. Uh, yes. Former three-star recruit. Wasn't even like a conversation to be drafted as an NFL quarterback when he started his career at Cincinnati. 
He was a four-year starter. And he kind of changed like the entire storyline of Cincinnati as a program. Like he flipped the script. He had at least a 0.786 win percentage every single season with his team. That was the first season with a win rate that successful uh, in general since the 2009 season. Three of their best top four seasons at the school in their entire history we're with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Like he, he very much changed the entire narrative of this program. Um, and I think it's really incredible to see what he's done considering um, his, his lowly starts as a, a three-star recruit who nobody would have projected. We'd be talking about like Desmond Ritter. He's a hard worker. That's one of the things you hear over and over and over again is uh, about his work ethic. He seems to be a great leader. And you know what? Uh, Crush the Combine it w- is an incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. And I think we see uh, based, you know, not just from what we've seen at the Combine, but I think there's still a lot left to unlock in terms of uh, having him best utilize that athleticism to uh, create plays at the NFL level. I like Desmond Ritter. I think he could be a very high upside quarterback at the NFL level if he gets a start. And I think that's the biggest question mm-hmm. for me is what is his uh, his trajectory looking like as a starter? PFF has him as the most pro-ready quarterback in this class. Agree or disagree? Uh, I agree. 100% agree. Uh so I'm going to, I'm going to make a comp for him. That's not stylistically, but kind of as prospects coming out. He reminds me a lot of Dak Prescott in the way that he just checks a lot of boxes up. Uh, let me lay it out. Desmond Ritter at Cincinnati takes his program and makes it the most successful that they've ever been in, been right. They go to the, the, the college football playoffs, Dak Prescott at Mississippi state, they beat Alabama and they're the number one seed in the country. Both are really good athletes. Both have, I'd say, average arms, maybe slightly above average, but they not they don't have Trey Lance or Malik Willis arms or anything like that, right? They're just very, They're very solid. Yeah. yeah. Both have good accuracy, but not great accuracy. But the most important thing is the decision making. Like it just seems like they rarely make the wrong read. And when you combine that with being very charismatic, being a great leader, and being athletic. That can go a long way, Kate. And if he gets to the right team and somebody just lets him kind of have a, you know, shorter West Coast offense where he's just throwing the ball, you know, five to 15 yards down the field and using his legs and re-option, I don't see why he can't be a really successful quarterback in a really dynamic fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I think there's definitely – I don't know. I feel like there's just sort of the stigma against Desmond Ritter. And I think it comes from the fact that he hasn't been the flashiest prospect. Like he doesn't have a tool. I mean, that's, that's the thing is everybody's looking for the next Josh Allen or the next Justin Herbert or the next Patrick Mahomes. And he just doesn't have those tools. Right. But that doesn't mean you can't be a really good quarterback still. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, kind of setting the stage though, for what, what tools uh, put him in a position to be a like a, a successful fantasy quarterback? I think probably it, the safety that he has with his arm. I think he shows a lot of just that 
Um, I, I think we talked about this last week. You know, you really like to see the quarterback making strides season to yes. season, yes, making those improvements. And uh, outside of like a disappointing 2019, I think we saw like year to year, just solid improvement and development from Desmond Ritter. Um, and again, going back to that rushing upside, we know that that's like the cheat code for fantasy. You can mm -hmm. get away with maybe not being a Josh Allen necessarily with the arm strength and the arm upside, uh, which even that had been a question for Josh Allen, not necessarily the strength, but like, can he throw an accurate football? Like, you know, that yes. was part of the narrative way back yep. when. And we saw him develop as a passer. I think Desmond Ritter's, uh, you know, floor as a passer is, um, a lot safer than what we saw with Josh Allen. And sure. I don't know. I just think there's a lot left on the table in terms of maybe developing like a, an offense, building an offense around him that complements his skill set. Now I'm curious. So back in the 2021 season, we actually, this was like the, the worst season uh, we really saw Desmond Ritter have in terms of, his rushing production only season he had with fewer than 500 rushing yards uh, saw a drop in efficiency too. Um, only 3.2 yards per rush mm -hmm. attempt just wasn't overly, overly efficient. Why do you think we saw that dip? Um, and should we be concerned at all? Like, do you think that maybe they're starting to get concerned about his frame? Cause I think that's maybe the, the biggest concern i guess because he checks all the athletic boxes right, right. but he's 6 1 11 so he's got a, a a slighter frame if you're worried maybe about utilizing him heavily as a rusher um, and as a mobile quarterback at the nfl level like are you concerned about durability with him or what like why did we see that drop off in the rushing production last year because I, I think we know the upsides there i honestly think a lot of it had to do with they just dominated a lot of teams and because his passing was so good in the first half, they didn't need him to run a lot in the second half. He played a lot of ball control where they didn't put him in positions to get hurt. Um, they weren't quite as good in 2020 and that's why you saw him needing to use his likes more, but we should, we should mention his rushing, uh, you know, statistics in college because <laughs> I mean, he is a really good runner. The first three years of his career, uh, he had at least 580 rushing yards in every single season. In 2020, 12 rushing touchdowns. This year, yes, it dropped off to 355 rushing yards and six touchdowns. But still, like if he can do that at the NFL level, and he's, he's giving you, let's say, 400 rushing yards in a season and six rushing touchdowns, he'll take that all day, Kate, right? And I think that's why he's so appealing. Um, mentioned Dak as a comp, like a, a – prospect comp but i could see him having a very similar like nfl career and being the type of quarterback that we saw ryan Tannehill. now that might not be the most exciting thing in the world but hey if he's ryan Tannehill, it's a pretty decent nfl quarterback yeah and i mean i i think we forget it. obviously there's been some disappointment there for ryan Tannehill in terms of his recent production but when we've seen ryan Tannehill use his legs he's actually been a pretty fantasy relevant quarterback Yep. Um, I, I want to go back. I want to shout out his combine because he absolutely yes. crushed the combine in terms of uh, his performance, uh, broad jump, 98th percentile, vertical jump, 92nd percentile, 40 yard dash time, six, 96th percentile. Like he's, 
he's a primo athlete. Um, and just adding that with, I think his, his relative safety as a passer that that, that equals upside for me. And I'm, I'm kind of curious. I want to get into yes. uh, where you think the, the best fits for him would be, but I, I still, I, you know, obviously we can, we can say that, you know, he's sort of dependent on landing spot in terms of his fantasy upside, but in general, I think among the quarterbacks in this class, I think Desmond Ritter is probably the most disrespected right now for I fantasy agree. purposes. 100% agree. Uh, let's talk about where he he ranks among the quarterbacks right now in rookie drafts. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on the New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. And it's because... Built Bars are really fun to eat, and they're absolutely awesome, and they taste fantastic. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein, and they only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, and it's not even a comparison. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Kate. Currently on Dynasty League Football right now, Desmond Ritter is, can you guess? Do you know? QB5? QB3. The Dynasty community actually likes Desmond Ritter more than the national media does. So it goes Malik Willis, number one, Matt Corral, number two. Desmond Ritter, number three. Do you agree with that ranking? Uh, I do. Um, I, I I very much I, I like Desmond Ritter there as quarterback three. Although I will say, so that's that's consensus rankings. Yes. When we're looking at ADP uh, for the most recent batch of ADP put out by Dynasty League Football, Desmond Ritter's coming in as uh, being drafted on average as the quarterback four. Uh, behind Matt, uh, Malik Willis, Matt Corral. Can you guess who the third quarterback is? Don't that's tell edging me Sam Howell. Don't tell me Sam Howell, Kate. It's Kenny Pickett, which okay. I'm flabbergasted by. I, I, mean, I think people are going for the safety there because I think they know that Kenny Pickett's probably going to get a chance to play right away, which means you can use him in your dynasty league. I mean, I, I still think uh, the Ritter screams higher upside uh, and – uh, like across the board here, I I don't think you're going to be able to sell me on uh, okay. drafting Kenny Pickett ahead of Desmond Ritter. Period. Um, now let's talk about like team fits. So yes, Desmond Ritter, one of these guys that's being sort of drafted in mocks all over the board. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't seen any like really consistent landing spots. Uh, you know, I've seen some websites draft uh, having him as like the consensus pick for the Steelers. Uh, if Malik Willis does not fall to number 20 overall, where do you project him going? Because I do feel like it's just been like the narrative has been a bit all over the map here. And, you know, do you think the, the landing spot for him realistically fits with what might complement him best as, uh, a fantasy asset. Yeah, I think his range starts at like 32 to the Lions, right? And actually, that's my favorite spot. That, that's where I want him to go because I think his game is a little bit similar to Jared Goff. The only difference is, is he's just a far better athlete. 
So if he could sit behind Jared Goff for a year, um, they already have a very good offensive line, kind of keep working out the playmakers. I, I think it makes a ton of sense. I think with DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown and TJ Hawkinson, I think that's the kind of offense that would fit Desmond Ritter really, really well. But if he doesn't go there, Atlanta in the second round at pick 43 would make sense. Uh, the Colts, if they want to get somebody young at pick 42 to sit behind Matt Ryan, I think that makes a lot of sense. The Saints what about Seattle? At- Seattle sitting with back-to-back picks, number That's 40 where I don't want 41 to over. I, I, I like that. I don't want them to go to Seattle because I'm not sure they're, they're going to be able to run the type of offense that you need him to run. I, I feel like Ritter's best situation is going to be in a quick strike offense that gets rid of the ball quickly and that can use his legs. I'm not sure that's Seattle. Okay. What about, all right, I got all a couple right. more. Um, what about New Orleans at number 49? Definitely, definitely an, an intriguing option, uh, especially if you keep Michael Thomas in the mix there. and He's healthy. Um, it, just pairing the two of them up, I think, would just form, you know, right off the bat, uh, one of the best, like, one-two duos um, in terms of, the quarterback complimenting the complimenting the the skill set of the receiver and vice versa, that would be pretty fun. Plus, you have uh, you know um, Alvin Kamara, who mm-hmm. uh, we know is one of the best receiving backs in the NFL. Um, you know, one of those quick range options. I like that. Uh, I'm 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 open to that. I'll take that. Now I have to ask you about the Steelers, the, the fit with the Steelers. Do you do you like that? Do you not like it? What are your thoughts? So I I think what the Steelers have been doing uh, in terms of getting that ball out quickly, uh, they've we've seen them run that offense over the last few years as Ben Roethlisberger has slowly melted into a statue um, and like taken form. Um, uh, as a solid or as a immobile <laughs> option in the quarterback, like that's kind of the offense they were running. It didn't necessarily work, but um, I don't think it worked for Ben because he didn't have any ability to escape the pocket. There was no option for a play to develop downfield. That's kind of where I think Desmond Ritter could uh, similar to a Mitch Trubisky. He can navigate the pocket. He's got a great pocket presence. Um, I like, I, I wouldn't mind this fit whatsoever i I think poses poses some upside and uh i I think you have good enough wide receivers and deontay johnson chase claypool to reap the benefits can i tell you where i don't want him to go for selfish reasons yes i don't want him to be the pick for the giants in the second round because obviously as a dallas cowboy fan uh, I, I think Ritter would be a massive upgrade over Daniel Jones and that the Giants don't have to spend their first two picks on a quarterback and they can build the offensive line and you can set them behind Daniel Jones for a year. I think in a Brian Dable offense, which is really spread out and it's a lot of quick throws and it's getting the ball to your playmakers and using your quarterback's athleticism, I think he could be really good there. So that's where I'm hoping he doesn't go. I mean, I think that's uh, that's perfectly understandable. And I think it's hard, too, because you want, uh, when you're thinking of some of these franchises making that investment in quarterback and finding a, a potential franchise guy, I feel like, you know, after uh, like 49ers fans, they probably want to see all these offenses having to spend up to get their guy. Yep, yep. Um, if he were to fall to a team like the Giants at 36 overall, 
that's got to sting a little bit knowing, you know, some of these teams mortgage their future for their future quarterbacks. Um, and, and the giants could get a fresh start at 36. Uh, that, that would be a good thing for their team, but yes, an unfortunate landing spot for you, Marcus. Yeah. So the big takeaway today is we love Desmond Ritter and there's quite a few spots in the late first round, uh, top of the second round that we like for Ritter. And he might be one of these guys that, needs to sit for a year behind an established veteran. And that's okay. I, I'm okay being patient here, but because like, I think Ritter's, I think his ceiling is a lot higher than like what draft Twitter or fantasy Twitter uh, wants to talk about. So we are, we are Desmond Ritter fans. Maybe we'll have to uh, think about taking him in our a draft that we're doing later today. Okay, so. As long as Ryan isn't listening to this. Yeah. Episode, don't listen to this, Ryan. Ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please check us out on YouTube or Locked On Dynasty over there. Uh, check us out on Twitter as well at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. Enjoy your week. <laughs>